0: Good morning and happy Saturday, you guys. It is Amanda and Barron with Kicking Cancer Cares on KSLM Radio, 104.3 FM and 1220 AM. Our sponsor for this first half is Odd Mo's Pizza. So if you guys don't have plans for lunch or dinner, head on down and grab something. They have so much more than just pizza. They've got wings, poppers. I think they've got salads too, right? Yep. Oh, yep. Every, even beer. And we,
1: we should probably clarify because a few episodes, you said they have healthy options and they have not healthy options
0: well the green well, monsters would options consider that as
1: healthy and, and less healthy options there you go they don't have not healthy <laughs> options <laughs> all right but that thick chicago pizza with two pounds of cheese might not be the healthiest option
0: but they've got the cauliflower crust mm-hmm. pizza that oh, I'm, yeah. I'm going with that is through and through 100 healthy
1: i, I still <laughs> think it's a thin crust pizza yeah
0: a same you yep. can't even tell Yep. so go check them out you guys and let us know what you think because it's one of my faves
1: yeah and we have a guest again today we do Devin, good, good
0: morning how are you
2: good morning i'm doing well thank you so
1: we always like to let people tell the community how how would people know devon how would they know in the community how many ways would they yeah, know How many ways say, will they know you? I was going to say, it
2: depends on which hat I'm wearing <laughs> exactly. on which day. Um So I am the uh, marketing director for Salem Audiology Clinic. I run a supplement and uh, personal training business, G4 supplements, fitness and nutrition. Um, and I have been to a lot of different networking things. So I'm sure at some point, somewhere, somebody has ran into me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. And for those that go to Salem chamber you'll definitely know Devin because so it, tell, tell the tagline you use at salem
2: chamber uh, salem audiology clinic where you can trust what you hear
1: what <laughs> that's what we all do that's
0: good that's good
1: <laughs> when you have 150 people that go what what that's awesome <laughs> it's a very memorable tagline Indeed. yes <laughs> so we, we're gonna have a great discussion about audiology awesome hearing and hearing loss
0: perfect so
1: I didn't prep you today, did I? No. Who did do, do we Do you have? remember who the guest was last week? Linnea.
0: Oh yes! My goodness, she was just such a joy. She was so
1: nervous to be here. I
0: really <laughs> enjoyed her positivity, her energy. Just it, she just lit up the room. I felt like
1: she did. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, and I thought she brought so much perspective about the insurance industry. Yes. Right.
0: Hmm.
1: I mean, I had no idea that she worked. She was actually part of the insurance commissioner policy analyst Mm -hmm. like she was creating the policy yeah that's pretty cool that is very
0: cool cool. so So it was really cool to dive into that and learn a little bit more on the insurance side of things versus the patient side which is typically what you hear and see and know right Mm -hmm.
1: well and the part that i really hope as listeners listen to that podcast and realize there are grants out there to pay for your treatment. Yes. And she knows how to get those grants. Mm-hmm. So I really hope they give her a call. And
0: yes. And if you guys didn't or you're like, hey, you know what? Go back, listen to the podcast. Send me an email if you want her contact information. Uh, my email address is amanda at News.
1: Well, two weeks ago, <clears throat> we had Scott Mills with us. Yes. Yes. Millsy for short. Millsy for (laughs) short. (laughs) So Devin and I have seen him agree. I told him, I said, Millsy's longer than Mills. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Devin wasn't here. It was so funny because he was talking, we were talking about English food, and he likes to have clotted tea Mm -hmm. with scones. Now, he said, you guys call them scones, but he calls them scones. And then he was talking about, he had had this smell in his garage, (laughs) (laughs) So it's just funny how the British just put different emphasis
2: on different parts. That's what happens when you go over the pond.
1: That's right. (laughs) But we did announce the Dragon Boat Race. Yes. And I now know that Bob Bush listens every single week. Hello, Bob. (laughs) Because he sent me a text and he says, "Uh, you have the date wrong. Whoopsies. So the, the update today is actually an update about the Dragon Boat Race. Okay. So it's June 22nd of 2024 which is the Saturday of World Beat okay but the bigger I think more fun announcement is I have six people on my boat already do you really wow are you gonna be on my boat Amanda look
0: at you you already have six people you said
1: but I need 22 are you oh will you be on my boat I don't know you have to paddle
0: yeah I don't know
1: Okay, I still I will see. You're not committing, so I'll say it. <laughs> you committed to jump into cold water and you don't know how to swim. Yes. And you won't get on the boat. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, so water I water have- freaks me out. I didn't know that. <laughs> you tell me you don't even wash your
0: hands. A pool was different. I wash my hands. You can't <laughs> I washed my hands. Let's clarify that really quick. <laughs> Just walking around without washing my hands. A pool's easier. I can get out and save myself. Where a river, it's like. No, you said, come here, come here, hold my hand. Yeah, be right there with me so that if I can get help. But a, a river? Yeah, I don't know about well, that. Well, as of
1: right now, Mike Sublet, Mike Adams, Victoria Shin, Bob Bush, and Brenda's going to fly out from Yuma. Wow. To be on our boat.
0: That's an awesome team you've got already together. So far. And how many do you need total for your boat?
1: So each boat has to have 20, and then you have two alternates. So we're going for 22 people to commit to be on each boat. There'll be a boat for Liberty House. There'll be a boat for Paralyzed Veterans. There'll be a boat for United Way, and then a boat for getting Cancer.
0: That's so awesome.
1: And it's a fundraiser for each of the causes, so it's a minimum of $600 fundraising to be on the boat right right at this point you're just committing like yes i would like to be on the boat we'll really begin the fundraising process in the future but my boat's starting to fill up
0: okay well if somebody wants to not be on the boat but they want to contribute financially to help those who are on the boat so we're
1: going to have a sign up sheet and it basically says i would like to be on the boat and fundraise or i would like to not be on the boat but i would like to help fundraise okay so there's two options out there all right so that's your update.
0: When will you put that out? Or can you go to your website and just email it'll, you? It'll or? be
1: on the website really soon. Okay. We'll just get that form finalized and get that out to the web people. But Okay, perfect. So the really a big part of the update is the fact that we told you the date wrong. Wrong. <laughs> right.
0: Hey, we're human. We but make it's, it's mistakes.
1: Way. Well, And you know that Bob's listening. Because, yeah. So speaking of Bob listening. Recipe gotta, gotta,
0: time.
1: Recipe time. So we started this uh, in January, Devin. I got this book for Christmas.
2: I like that. I was looking at that when you pulled it out.
1: Yeah, it's a plant-based diet for beginners, a.k.a. Baron, And it's just a bunch of really great recipes. You know, one of the statements we used earlier in the show is, if you can't pronounce it, maybe you shouldn't eat it.
2: I'm a firm believer in that. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) So the one thing that you didn't tell people, for those that know in the community, you started, how many years ago did you start doing bodybuilding?
2: Uh, bodybuilding about eight years ago, it was about 12 years ago, I decided to make a change in my life and just start eating healthier and working out more frequently. So
1: Yeah, and when you're when you're really getting ready for a show, which by the way, you've placed third nationally, am I saying that right?
2: Yeah, so last year in Vegas, there's a handful of national shows that if you get top two, um, you are considered a professional and get to go on and compete at the professional level for money. I missed that spot by one. Oh! Um, yeah. Oh. Dang it. But it's
1: easier to miss it by five it, than miss it by one. It
2: really is. <laughs> and it, it was uh, USA's, which is the largest of the six or seven shows. There was 22 people just in my particular class alone. Wow. So still to place third out of 22. Um, yeah.
0: That's a that. big deal. Yeah. That's a big deal. Congratulations.
2: Thank you.
1: Well, I know that... Uh, so I don't train. I do train, but not at the same level you do.
0: No. Not,
1: no, not even close. This day, <laughs> even. <laughs> but but I do know that I, I learned this an awful long time ago. You cannot outrun a bad diet. No, you cannot. <laughs> I used like 15 years ago. I used to think well, if I go to the gym more and I pump more weight, I will lose weight. No, I wasn't losing weight mm-hmm. because you cannot run a bad diet.
2: You can eat a uh, you can eat a couple thousand calories in one meal. It's going to take you about two three weeks to burn that off so
1: yeah well and just to test my theory uh i i'd gone to, i'd gone to i think conditorite which they have like the best cake right and everyone says well i'm gonna have a piece of cake and then i'll just spend more time at the gym mm-hmm. <laughs> so i thought well 300 calories give or take on a piece of cake give give or take
2: yeah conditorite <laughs> give. Give. give yeah
1: a lot more conditori. time five yeah no but then i got came. on a treadmill and I went, I went one mile, mm-hmm. and I had burned
0: off 300 calories.
1: Do you know how many miles you have to go to burn off a conditoride piece of cake? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you it's can't no outrun a bad diet. No, you cannot. I
0: went to the gym to start working, or um, my boys are starting to work out in the gym, and so I went just to be there with them and run on the treadmill, and I was like, this is going to be great. I'm going to burn a lot of calories and all this. You don't really burn that many calories doing that, in all honesty. I busted my little butt <laughs> for barely any calories. It was like, okay, it's I just
1: kind you. of disheartening when you're reading what it says. Like, it, really, that's all it I is. Threw and it's like, it. But I'm <laughs> inclining
0: too. Did you did you take that into account?
1: Yeah, nah, nah, nah. well, today's recipe, and I really want Devon to weigh in because I know that in your training, nutrition is a really big part for you. Mm-hmm. So, so today's recipe is a strawberry avocado toast with a balsamic
0: glaze. Strawberry and avocado sounds amazing. Really, like,
1: nice little savory taste there with that strawberry. Avocado. Okay. So it says when it comes to speedy breakfast, toast is a mainstay, but this recipe isn't just for any is, is for any old toast. This toast taken to another level. The avocado adds the creaminess, the sliced strawberry brings a fresh fruity fruitiness, and the balsamic glaze rounds it out the flavors. With a hint of acidity and sweetness.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Odd mixture, Mm -hmm. I will say. But I could see how it would all come together. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of complement each other. Okay.
1: So you want one avocado. You peel it. You pit it. You quarter it. I'm assuming you smash it too. You don't have to, I guess. But four whole wheat bread slices toasted. Now, what's interesting about this one ingredient... I remember it was a couple years ago when we were starting cancer and I had gone to uh, Trader Joe's to get some bread and my kids are all grown, so we're not going through the bread quite as fast as we used to. And I called, and I was like, Brenda, this bread has gone moldy. And she goes, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. Like, do you really want bread that'll sit on the shelf for two weeks and not mold? Fair enough. Right?
0: Fair enough. And good so This point. is
1: a whole wheat bread. Mm-hmm. Uh, four ripe strawberries, uh, slice them into quarter-inch slices, and a tablespoon of balsamic glaze. Okay. So you bash the avocados onto a slice of toast. You layer one quarter of the strawberry slices over the avocados. You finish with a drizzle of the glaze, and then just repeat for every other piece of toast. Yum.
0: Yum. It's a good one. Okay, that is. So for
1: a guy who is, you know, obviously health-conscious... What are the benefits you hear in that recipe?
2: Uh, There's a lot. I mean, for being a breakfast item, you're getting your carbohydrates, so that's going to help give you energy throughout the day. You have your healthy fats in the avocado, so that's not only going to help with slowing down digestion. You're getting good fiber. Um, And then you have your strawberries, which are very high in antioxidants, so it is a really well-rounded breakfast idea for anybody that needs something quick and on the go.
1: And you know, I like that you said it's a nice, well rounded breakfast. There's another phrase that he said, I don't know if he caught it. You said they're healthy fats.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: People get the word fats and they just get a misconception. Fats are not a bad thing, right? No, not at all. <laughs> we do need some fats. But there our
0: diet. is, I need to learn good fats and bad fats because I'm exploring the keto diet, a lazy keto diet. Oh, and um, it works really great, but. I see fat, and it's like, yep, I can have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that might not always really be the case because there are bad fats. Is bacon a bad
2: fat? Uh, moderation. Okay. So you're getting good protein with bacon. You just want to moderate because there is a lot of – a lot of times there's a lot of saturated fat. Okay. And that's what will tend to lead to higher cholesterols and things like that. So.
0: Okay. Good to know.
1: And as you're exploring all of this, you have a resource right here that can help you yes. a, lot, mm-hmm. a lot with that stuff. So – well – there was something that Scott said a couple weeks ago, and I thought we could kind of explore this conversation, which will really lead up to some of the stuff that Devin does. Uh, so you're the marketing person, right, at Zaytom Audiology? Correct. And you create newsletters?
2: Everything. Everything. From the, from the website to newsletters to flyers to... You name it. Um, if it's coming out of our office, ninety nine percent of the time, it was something I put together.
1: Yeah. Okay. And and this would be a couple years ago when Dev and I were just becoming friends, and I'd come into his office, and you pulled an article up about uh, chemotherapy creating neuropathy and how that affects with the hearing aid companies, right? So mm-hmm. that's going to weigh into our conversation. Okay. But Scott had said you know, again, we are talking about palliative care and hospice, and he said, you know, what does this going to do to my body?
0: Mm-hmm. It was a phrase that's yeah. not
1: used. Um, so I thought, because you tend to say I don't let grass grow.
0: You don't. I love
1: it. <laughs> I decided to do a little research on cancer itself. Okay. Um, and again, I'm going back to my book, Chris Beat Cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a scientist in, in 2010, his Name was um, Michael Zimmerman, and he published a study on the origin of cancer. This is what I find intriguing. He examined a thousand mummies from ancient Egypt and South America, as well as fossils and ancient medical texts, looking for evidence of cancer in our in our ancestors.
0: Okay, that's kind of cool,
1: right? <laughs> Like, you can you even imagine taking these mummies and then analyzing these
0: mummies. How would you know if they had cancer with the, it, 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 if they're just mummified? Well, Is that a word? Mummified? Well, it,
1: it, yeah. Okay. Well, you, you could be like Dean Yeager. He was making words yeah. up that whole time. He was on the show. <laughs> so it says uh, they only found five cases of tumors. So what he's looking for, and he probably could even see them inside the fossils, he's looking for tumors inside of these mummies mm-hmm. okay so we only found five cases of tumors out of a thousand mummies and only one of those five tumors was thought to be malignant okay and malignant meaning it was cancer right right because right? you could have a tumor
0: and it could be uh, what do they call it benign, benign. yeah yeah
1: benign. so he, so he found five tumors in these mummies which means that even several thousand years ago there was at least a little bit of cancer occurring In the mummies. But then we jump forward to the... Interesting. Yeah. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. Yeah. So the the earliest scientific literature describes what we call cancer, what we call cancer now, was in the 1960s. I mean, sorry, I'm sorry, the 1600s. And they were having operations on both breast cancer was starting to show up. In the
0: 1600s. That's scary. With yeah. doing operate operating on people like, like, it, yeah, think at about that like at point, barbaric just, it was back you're then. You're just plain doctor. I oh, feel yeah. like. Yeah. How do you know or see through everything to know what to get, and that's scary.
1: It's, I've seen movies of like, like what hospitals looked like during the Civil War. <laughs> I can't even imagine what doctors were doing in the 1600s. Right.
0: But. Exactly.
1: But in 1761, people were starting to use snuff. know what snuff is i
0: don't
1: it's well most of it was cocaine oh (laughs) but a lot of times it was just ground up tobacco oh okay and they were snorting it oh okay Okay? so snuff users were starting to get nasal cat cancer oh
0: yeah that'll do it
1: yep so that was in the 1761. and then chimney sweeps which were very popular throughout england yeah Mm -hmm. they were starting to get cancer in the genital regions because that's where all the Stuff was at okay because they're going down inside those chimneys. Mm-hmm. That was in 1775. In 1832, they were starting to see Hodgkins, which is a type of blood cancer. So they were already seeing those cancers even into the 1800s. Yeah, um, perhaps, I didn't know that.
0: Isn't
1: that crazy? Yeah, that
0: is. Is that darn that grass? It I mean, just I guess grows. it has to go. It has to start some at some point. I just didn't realize it was that far back. Right. 1600s. Well, well.
1: and so the the what he was really trying to get to point was that those were anomalies that were occurring Mm -hmm. the real growth of cancer without being a pun in there but the real increase of cancer was when we became an industrialized society yeah Mm -hmm. big time when we go to be an agrarian where you have anomalies that are occurring to more and more cancers is when we begin to industrialize the society yeah So he says, perhaps the most fundamental misunderstood aspect of cancer is that it is not a singular disease. Okay. The term cancer is a catch-all term for a broad array of unique diseases in the body that can eventually lead to uncontrolled cell growth. Mm -hmm. There are over 200 different types of cancer, which is why there will never be one cure for cancer.
0: Right unfortunately
1: very interesting statement right? that
0: is yeah yeah
1: <laughs> very interesting that was
0: statement. good I liked that you like that yeah
1: well the other part I thought I would bring up and this will lead into what um, David's going to talk about is there was another doctor his name is Ulrich Abel and in 1992, so way more recent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just a bit. <laughs> yeah. He was at the University of Heidelberg in Germany, and he published a 92-page analysis of every available clinical trial and publication he could find. So he was looking for anything and everything he could find about um, cancer, cancer, right? Mm-hmm. Specifically, a- examining the value of chemotherapy in treating advanced cancers. These are responsible for more than 80% of the cancer deaths worldwide. So he was looking for carcinomas, which, you know, so that more than 80% of the cancers worldwide, which would be head, neck, lung, breast, bladder, colon, um, rectum, pancreas, ovarian, cervical, liver, anytime there's a lump, a carcinogen, or Mm -hmm. carcinoma, blood cancer doesn't fall into that category. But 80% of the deaths worldwide are because of those type of cancers. Wow. So that's what he was analyzing. And within his report, he said, apart from lung cancer, now again, this is 1992, this is 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. Apart from lung cancer, in particular, small cell lung cancer, there is no direct evidence that chemotherapy prolongs survival in patients with advanced cancers.
0: S- say say that again. There's.
1: Are you sure we say it twice? <laughs> <laughs> so he does this really comprehensive study,
0: uh-huh.
1: ninety-two page analysis, everything he could find on clinical trials that involved chemotherapy with cancer, specifically cancers that cause tumors of some nature. And he says, apart from lung cancer, and then specifically. It's called small cell lung cancer. So apart from small cell lung cancer, he could find no direct evidence that chemotherapy prolongs survival in patients with advanced cancers.
0: Wow. That's a pretty powerful statement.
1: Yeah. He says many oncologists take it for granted that response to therapy prolongs survival. An option, which is based on false information, which is not supported by clinical studies. With few exceptions, there is no good scientific basis for the application of chemotherapy in symptom-free patients with advanced cancers. Hmm. For someone who said that 30 years ago, we, yeah, we continue to use chemotherapy. But
0: still, <laughs> over and over and over. And it's unfortunate that you don't see them pushing diet and better just lifestyle living it's always ke- chemotherapy, radiation. Yeah. It's those hardcore drugs.
2: Yeah. It's unfortunate. It's because there's no money in those other avenues. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's...
1: To we could just stop the show right here with what Devin just said.
2: <laughs> yeah. To send somebody on the way with a better diet and nutrition makes no money coming back in, so it's easier to push the drugs and...
1: Yeah. In fact, I think it's the very next chapter. Oh, here's the very next chapter. Dr. Andrew Saul says good health makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make a lot of dollars. No. Just what Devin yeah. said. Like so I, what, always,
0: like I say, have said in the past, they put their wealth over our health.
1: Yeah. So what I also find intriguing is the very next paragraph. He says, Defenders of oncology are quick to dismiss older studies such as Dr. Abel's as irrelevant due to the development of new drugs and improvements in the treatment methods. While conveniently neglecting to mention that some of the most popular chemotherapy drugs today are 20 to 60 years old.
0: Oh, wow. Hmm.
1: And then they list a few. Now, one of them you're going to recognize because we've talked about
0: it. Okay.
1: We're just talking about uh, doxorubicin. Yes. Or the Red Devil. Yes. Doxorubicin was created in 1960.
0: And it hasn't been modified or changed at all?
1: Maybe slightly.
0: Right, but basically the same.
1: But we've been using doxorubicin since 1960.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely crazy.
1: The other one that I recognize uh, was... And what's
0: sad is that the patients, they go into debt. Over this, like oh. we talked about 33% of bankruptcies are from cancer. Oh, yeah. So it's like the doctors or whoever makes all of their money and their wealth on it. When a simple diet is very costly as well, but not like it is for all of the chemotherapy appointments, the driving, the missing of the work, everything, everything else.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I know we're running Sorry. tired. Of t- no, you're good. This is actually going to lead in wonderfully to the next half of this show. But the other one that's mentioned in here, um, it's called Toxel.
0: And it's
1: okay. a very common drug that is given to women with breast cancer. It was developed in
0: 1992. Okay. So, a while ago.
1: Yeah. And the the, the one, I, I don't even know what this one is for, and I'll probably slaughter when I try to say it, but That's it was great. developed in the 1950s. So, we're using chemotherapy, the drugs that have been developed 60, 70 years ago. That have been
0: proven to not work.
1: But, yeah, we keep doing them. Well, in the second half of the show, there's a lot of the drugs that, Devon knows more about, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but I want to get into some of the side effects of what these drugs are doing to people.
0: Yeah, I could only imagine.
1: Yeah, well, and then
0: versus the side effects of just eating healthy, also.
1: Yeah, well, there's what
0: that can do for you. (laughs)
1: So I love Doctor Isaac on the show. Doctor and Devon knows Doctor Isaac too. Doctor Isaac says there is no such thing as a good or bad. Side effect. There's always a side effect.
2: Mm-hmm. Always.
1: So what's the side effect of eating healthy? I don't know. You could look like Devin. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the way I always explain it to people, too, is I, I always say there's no such thing as a side effect. There's cause and effect. The drugs have a cause to that. There is an effect. Yeah. It's either okay. going to do something beneficial or less beneficial within your body.
0: Okay. I
2: like that.
1: So I'm going to leave you with this. That we will pick it up over the commercial. Okay. Do you know who... Have you ever heard the phrase of the Hippocratic Oath? Mm-hmm. No. So doctors, when they finish medical school, they take what's called the Hippocratic Oath. Mm-hmm. Hippocrates is an ancient Greek physician. The Hippocratic Oath is a p- doctors pledge to do no harm. Oh, yeah. The, the, the Hippocratic Oath is first... Do no harm. Mm-hmm. Let's see how much harm we're going to yeah. talk about in the second half. Of this show. All right.
0: Well, you guys, uh, our sponsor for this half is Oddmos Pizza. So make sure you guys go get some lunch or dinner tonight, and mention that you heard them on KSLM Radio, one hundred four point three FM, and twelve twenty AM. We we'll write back after these messages.